You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Welcome everybody, finding my individual purpose. Finding my individual purpose. Why is this so incredibly important? Because there's a lot of Christians running around to and fro, being tossed by every wind of doctrine. We've been talking about it. And that's because a lot of people lack identity and a lot of people lack purpose. So we're going to get into this very important teaching of identifying, understanding your purpose. You've got to have a purpose. And this is going to be so critical, crucial, and important for you. So if you got your Bibles, you go ahead and turn to uh, Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And I'm going to read it. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay beside every weight and sin, which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is who we serve. And I understand that, especially in this remnant community, we discern and understand the times. We walk in what I call the Issachar anointing. We understand, we discern the times. We see the urgency. We have the urgency. The world is crazy, but your calling is not crazy. Your calling is what God has written out for you to walk in these steps. In other words, he's ordering your steps and he knew what he was doing when he brought you in the world in this time, which I often say the almighty God calls and chooses. He calls and chooses in Matthew twenty two fourteen. in the amplified. It says this for many are called invited and summoned, but few are chosen. Understand this. Many are called. God invites everyone to receive his free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, but not all choose to respond. You know, people that haven't responded. I know a bunch. And it's, it's upsetting. It's sad for them. They, they could have abundant life. They could have a better life. They could uh, rule and reign with Christ for all eternity. There's nothing better than that. But they choose sin. They make excuses to sin. That's why there's all these theories like evolution. And you got these, these people like Right Wing Watch that love to find guys like me and call me all these names. What are they worried about? They're worried about the fact that they're convicted. They're convicted by the truth that I speak. They're convicted by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They're convicted by God's word. And those people are going to mock you. They're going to scoff you. They're going to tell you you're crazy. You're, you're, you're fighting, you're battling an antichrist spirit. It's often, in fact, I'd say most of the time, it's not the person, it's the spirit. You're battling an antichrist spirit. And they want to stay in sin because the spirit that's, that's guiding them, which is demonic, is leading them to a path of hell. It's a path to hell. And and so as long as they stay in that sin, they're on their way to hell. As long as they're unrepentant and they don't receive the, the salvation gift that God is offering them, they're on their way to hell. So that's what the enemy wants. So that's why there's a battle. There's a battle of light versus darkness. We're seeing it play out. And so Jesus said in John 15, 16, he said, you did not choose me, I chose you. He chose you. See, many are called, many are chosen, many are called, but they don't accept the call, but you have. 
I believe you have. If you're listening to this broadcast, if you're part of the remnant, if you're part of Gideon's 300, you've accepted the call. So what does that mean? It's purpose. It's your purpose. What is your purpose? We're going to get into that. Jesus said, you did not choose me. I chose you. He chose you. He called you by name. He loved us first. He chose us first. In 1 John 4.10, 1 John 4.10, it says this. It says, Heron is love. Not, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the uh, propitiation for our sins. Get this, because this is very important. When we choose him, he chooses to use us. When we, when we choose him, he chooses to use us. So there's no way that if you choose God, he's not going to use you. you. You may not be used in the way that you want to be used. It may not be what you thought it would look like. It looks a lot different for me than what I thought it would look like. But what it is, is it's the way that God is using me. He, he, cho- he chooses to use me because I chose to be used. But it's not going to be how I want it because I'm submitted to him. I'm submitted. He's taking me on this journey. You're on a journey. When we choose him, he chooses to use us. We choose Jesus by being submitted and obedient to what? His word. This is why there's so much confusion right now in the Christian community because the enemy has stepped in through distraction, through what I call these different chasms, these, these different doctrines, these winds of doctrine that we've been talking about. And, and baby Christians are being tossed to and fro. Those that don't know the word of God, they're being tossed to and fro because they don't know doctrine. And so we choose Jesus by being submitted and obedient to, to his word. That's why the word is so important. That's why I talk about it so much because it's the basic instructions before leaving earth. It's how you're going to understand your calling and you're going to walk in it. And let me just explain this to you. The anointing, when it falls upon you and the fire of God, you are going to do things that you can't even imagine because the anointing of the Holy Spirit is leading you, guiding you, opening the doors, setting up the divine appointments and taking you from glory to glory. It's, it's not your will, but his will. But God is going to do some extraordinary things. Why? Because if we choose him, he chooses to use us. That's good. All right, let's go to number two here. Number one was Almighty God calls and chooses. We just walked through that. Number two, everyone who chooses him is called. Oh, you probably never heard this before. I'm going to say it again. Everyone who chooses him is called. Hey, we as believers are each called to be ministers of reconciliation. Did you know that? Well, let's read about it. 2 Corinthians 5.18. 2 Corinthians 5.18. It says this. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us to the ministry of what? Reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Some, those God chooses, are called into full-time ministry. Some that God chooses are called into full-time ministry are all? No. No. But it doesn't mean that you're not doing ministry full-time. It, it's, it's what you're calling is there's people that are called to the marketplace. There's people that are called, they have an anointing. I mean, I know people that are real estate developers that just have an anointing to, to develop real estate. And it generates millions of dollars. And guess what? That money is used to fund kingdom purposes. That's an anointing. See, we don't choose the calling. We say yes to it. When we choose him, he chooses to use us. But it's not always in how we want to be used. But listen, if you give it down to God, you lay it down to God, it's going to bless you. 
It's going to bless you. You're going to be blessed. You're going to have favor. And if you walk in it and instead of fighting it, you say, you know what? This is obviously what God is doing. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord loves that. Then he's going to expand your territory because you didn't bury any of the talents he's given you. And listen, it is going to bring fulfillment to you. It is going to bring purpose. You are going to be blessed and highly favored, even though you'll deal with warfare. Because especially when you're over the target, you're going to deal with warfare. But the Lord will show you in time that every single thing that the enemy tries will fail. Every single thing that the enemy tries will ultimately fail. Doesn't mean bad things won't happen, but God will turn those around for his glory. That's what he does. Hallelujah. We're called to be ministers of reconciliation. Acts 13.2 in the Amplified. Acts 13.2, it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Separate now. For me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Hmm. So God is is calling certain people like you and I in this hour to do various tasks, to be used in various ways. I've seen some of the most interesting callings in the last couple of years. I'm talking mama bears that have stepped up. What I mean is moms, you know, fighter moms, warrior moms, remnant warrior moms, and dads, by the way that have stepped up and said yes to the call, and when they chose him, he chooses to use them. So they've been used in a, in a way that no one probably could have thought about on their own, but because the Holy Spirit had a calling, he led them, and they said yes. And so all of a sudden, it's like divine favor, blessing, open doors, divine strategy. I've seen pilots and airlines be used for the glory of the kingdom. I've seen police officers be used for the glory of the kingdom. I've seen the most random people that you would never, ever expect be used for the kingdom. Why? Because they chose him. And when we chose him, he chooses to use us. Somebody's connecting the dots right now. It's not gonna look like what you always wanted. This isn't like the fulfillment of your dream. This is the fulfillment of your calling. It's different. Doesn't mean that your dream can't be your calling. But sometimes we have our own dreams, vain imaginations that we think is our calling. And God said, look, I got something else for you, but it's good. Hallelujah. And it's going to bless you and it's going to bless others. And it's going to be used for souls and for the kingdom. And so don't fight it because as you step into the river of living water, the anointing increases and you start to understand more and more why God is taking you this direction. He'll use the worst things in your life for his glory. He'll use the most painful things that have happened to you for his glory. I'm telling you, it's pretty wild. Hey, listen, we got to go to a break. This is Pastor Todd Coconato, toddcoconato.com. And we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Hallelujah. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you're here. All right, we're talking about finding my individual purpose. And we've read from Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And then we've talked about the Almighty God calls and chooses. Everyone who chooses him is called. That's very important. Everyone who chooses him is called. And we're going through that right now. So, uh, we read Acts 13, 2, which says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, separate now for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. So people have individual callings. 
Okay, people of individual callings. And it is God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. How do I know that? Well, it says that in 2 Timothy 1.9. God calls us according to his purpose. What is the purpose? Well, whatever it is that God wants to achieve in and through us. Does he need us? I hear people say, well, God needs me. No, he doesn't. He has a first, second, and third choice. And I believe if you say no, there will be somebody else that will step up and say yes. How do I know that? Well, because I've seen it. I've been in prayer circles where I had a word and I was timid and I didn't want to share the word. I'm not kidding you. This has happened multiple times over the years, multiple times. And so God gave me a word and I was timid and I wasn't sure if it was from God. And so I didn't say it. And somebody else in that circle said what I was supposed to say. Did God need me? No, because there was another person. See, when we choose him, what does he do? He chooses to use us. When we choose him, he chooses to use us. We've got to say yes. So how do you know what the calling is on your life? Well, you need to follow his leadings, the desire that he places in your heart. It's not your desire. We're going to talk about this in this segment. It's, I I call it follow the desire. What do you mean, Pastor Todd? Follow the desire. Well, here we go. God is the one who places the godly desires in your heart. Now, I'm not talking about those vain imaginations. I'm not talking about where you want to be famous. Some people want to be famous. Not Maybe not you. Hopefully not you. But some people, that's their main mission. They want to be well-known. They want to have a big following. They want people to ooh and awe over them and fawn over them. And listen, if that's your desire, Satan will give it to you. How do I know? Well, because that was one of the temptations that he offered Jesus in the wilderness. Basically, it was fame. And, 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 and all the kingdoms of the earth, because those are Satan's to give. They're not, I mean, I'm not saying they're not made by God. They're not, they're not created by God because they are, but the things of this world are fallen into a, into a world of sin. It's fallen. It's a fallen world. And so they say Satan is the, is the prince of the power of air. He, he is able to offer you the things of this world. Well, how do I know? I was in Hollywood and I saw for years people that would basically sign their soul on the dotted line for fame. And yes, they would get fame. They would, they would get fame. They would get, they would get the money. Uh, they, would, they would become very wealthy people, some of these people, very wealthy. They'd have uh, the Instagram followers and the Facebook followers and, the, and all the different television shows and movies, and they'd walk the red carpet, and they'd look glamorous, and they'd have all the money and cars and mansions and, and just all everything that comes along with fame. And I knew some of these folks. You would know them. I knew many of them. In Hollywood, in fact, they'd still know me today, probably, unless they've just lost their mind or something. But, you know, they would remember me, most of them. And I'm going to tell you something about these people is a lot of them, in fact, most of them, if not all of them, were miserable because they had everything, but they still didn't have God. And if you don't have God, that's the ultimate void filler. Otherwise, everything is a temporary fix. Money's a temporary fix. Fame's a temporary fix. You, you may feel good in the moment, that's all this world has to offer is, is temporary, momentary, unfortunately not going to fill the void. Not going to fill the void. And so this is why so many celebrities you see, they start off and it's like, wow, look at them. You know, I mean, oh my God, I'll give an example. Michael Jackson. I mean, they called him the king of pop. He literally married it at one point Elvis Presley's daughter, by the way. I mean, this guy had everything. He had Neverland. I mean, it's like his own amusement park. 
He had it all according to the world standard. Now, I remember I'm a child of the 80s. I remember We Are the World. I don't know if you remember that. And I remember Michael Jackson had a part in that song. And I just thought, how cool. And even this was before I was saved. So I, I didn't know that it was, it was demonic at the time. But I remember like Thriller. For those of you that remember this era where Michael Jackson had Thriller. I mean, looking back, that's a pretty dark video. That's a pretty dark video. You know, this is a guy, I don't know if you know his story, but his family was Jehovah Witnesses. So they had a form of godliness. But what happened is they came to the fame. They, they, you know, they, he was famous. And so look what happened, right? And so, you know, many years went by and it looked like, you know, for the most part, I mean, we knew Michael Jackson had his struggles. I don't want to get in all the stuff with the children and everything like that. Okay, we don't really know. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people have different views on that. Okay. But what I'm using, I'm not getting into that example of him. What I'm getting into, I'm not getting into the deep, dark stuff because that's a whole other rabbit trail. And I'm not saying it's not real because trust me, I came from Hollywood and I know all of it or at least a lot of it. But what I'm using this example for is because what ultimately happened to Michael Jackson? He died. He died a premature death, just like Elvis, just like how many other people, Tupac. I mean, I can just go on and on and on and on and on. Premature death after premature death. Marilyn Monroe. I mean, on and on and on and on. Anna Nicole Smith. I mean, I just go on and on and on and on and on about all the people that have died prematurely that were in Hollywood. And at one point, they were big names. And then what happened? They died. Why? Because Satan took their soul. Unless they repented before they died, Satan took their soul. And why? Because at some point, they signed on the dotted line that they were going to sell their soul for fame. And so a lot of people, even in the Christian world, I hate to say it, but are looking for fame because that is what the world has to offer. And it's temporal and it's a lie from the pit of hell. It will never fulfill you. Riches will never fulfill you. Fame will never fulfill you. I don't care if you're a social media influencer that has millions of followers. Without Christ, you're never going to be fulfilled. Never. And this is the lie that the world tells you is that this is success. This is fame. This is what you need. And so there's this, this lie that's been bought by billions of people around the world that this is success. If you do this, if you look like, you know, this particular person or that particular person, that you're going to be happy. It's a lie. How do I know? I've been in Hollywood. I've been friends with the people, the international pop stars, the, the very well-known people. I knew them firsthand and they were not happy because they didn't have Christ. And how many times do you see their life, look at Britney Spears and so many others that have spiraled out of control because eventually it comes to roost. Without Christ, you are not going to be successful in this world and you're not going to be successful eternally. It is the biggest lie ever and yet so many people have bought it because they want to believe that Christianity is outdated, that the Bible is written by man and that we're all just worshiping a big imaginary friend in the sky when every single fact points to the opposite of that, including science, by the way. If you study true science, you will find out that God is real. You will find out that these things are all true that I'm talking about. And we're going to get into this more in the next segment because this is about to get really good. Finding my individual purpose. The Almighty calls and chooses. Everyone who chooses him is called. And we've got to follow the desire. We're going to continue talking about following the Desire. This is Pastor Todd Coconato. I'm so thankful that you've tuned into this broadcast. God is good. He's faithful. And we are going to get into this more. Stay tuned. PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. It is 
All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. Pastor Todd here. We're talking about finding my individual purpose. And we talked about uh, segment one was Almighty God calls and chooses. Segment two, everyone who chooses him is called. When we choose him, he chooses us. Segment three, follow the desire. Follow the desire. And that's where we're going to continue to go in here. So, again, uh, Psalm 37.4 in the Amplified. Psalm 37.4 in the Amplified. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you desires and secret petitions of your heart. As you obey the known will of God as revealed in his word, he will reveal and lead you into the unknown will, which is your specific calling. Are you getting this today? Because this is big for somebody. This is big for somebody listening because you've been asking yourself and trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. And I believe that God has literally sent this broadcast, not, not because I'm cool or special or anything about me. It's because he loves you and he wants you to get this. So I'm going to repeat what I just said. And I believe somebody needs to really perk up your ears right now and hear this. As you obey the known will of God, where's the known will of God? It's his word. It's revealed in his word. Here's part two. He will reveal and lead you into the unknown will, which is your specific calling. That's a mic drop. Did you get that? I'm going to say it again. As you obey the known will of God as revealed in his word, he will reveal and lead you into the unknown will, which is your specific calling. Delight yourself in him, abide, dwell in him and his word and his love. That's our job. If, if we abide in his word, in his love, if we dwell in him, then, you know, we obey his commandments. He's going to give us the desires of our heart. He, he's a good father. He wants to bless us. I'm not talking about, you know, so that we can all be flying around in all private jets, okay? Not that that's a bad thing if God gave that to you. But the thing is, is we don't want to have vain imaginations or we don't want to make this about our dreams or our desires. But the passion, when you get in alignment with God, you lay down your wants and your desires because your desires and his desires become the same. What are his desires? Well, what did he say? He said, go and make disciples of the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When I, when I tell you this, this next thing that I say often, I want you to look at it from a different perspective today. Okay, you will not lack. You will not lack if you make it about souls. If you wake up in the morning and you say, Lord, use me today. He is going to use you. If you become a willing vessel and you say, use me, God, I don't care if the stock market's crashing. I don't care what's going on when there's wars and rumors of wars. We knew all that stuff would happen. The world is perverse. The world is dark. If you, if you dwell and meditate on those things, you're going to get depressed. You're going to feel defeated. You're going to not understand what's happening. But if you dwell in the secret place of the most high of God of heaven and earth and you align with his will and his purpose for the day, that day is going to be a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's going to be good. Your life is going to be blessed. If you make it about souls, your life is going to be blessed. Hallelujah. 
As you obey the known will of God as revealed in his word, he will reveal and lead you into the unknown will and your specific calling. Delight yourself in him, abide, dwell in him, and in his word and in his love, obey his commandments and he'll give you the desires of your heart. In John 15, 7, in the Amplified, it says this, if you live in me, you abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will. And what does he say? It shall be done for you. Because they're in alignment with him, his will. Right now, we're believing at the church that somebody's got some land out here in Tennessee. We're growing and we need a space. I don't know how it's going to happen, friends. And if I start worrying about that, I'm going to get stressed. What I've learned is to become an, an exuberant giver. I'm just giving, giving, giving all day long. My mentor taught me this. <laughs> Let me explain something. When you grab this and you get a hold of it, the money's going to come in because you're just going to be shocked because God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's never out of resources. When he, here it is, when we choose to choose him, he chooses to use us. If I choose to wake up and say, let me see who's in need today that the Lord puts on my heart, and I'm going to send this person $1,000, or I'm going to send this, and I'm not trying to brag. I'm telling you a concept. You can't outgive God. And so I'm believing that the Lord is somehow going to bring land. He's going to bring a building, and we're going to have a good old time out here in Tennessee with thousands of people coming out, and people are going to be getting delivered and healed and set free. It's already happening, but it's going to happen on a grander scale. Why? Because we've got an alignment with his will. We chose him, and so he chooses to use us. Somebody is having a breakthrough today on this. Brock, you didn't even know what you were going to get yourself into today. You're believing for something big, and God is about to move on your behalf. Stop worrying about when the next cyber attack is going to happen, when the next pandemic is going to happen, when this is going to happen about the president of the United States. Listen, I get involved politically. I know what you're, what you're going through. But we've got to start thinking kingdom, kingdom. It's the only way. Jesus is the only way. Make it about souls. Watch what God will do. Your obedience is the proof and the expression of your love for him. Well, I'll read that again. John 15, 7, it says, If you live in me, abide, vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts and ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Lord, I'm asking for land. I'm asking for a space for the church here in Tennessee. I believe you're going to provide it before the end of the year. I'm believing it, and I'm walking into the river of living water over this. Lord, I believe it. You're going to see the power of our God. You're going to see what God does. I am declaring and decreeing we will have a new space. It will be big. It will have enough to fit hundreds of people. And we will, we will use that space for the glory of the kingdom. And there's going to be a move of God that's going to happen there in Jesus' name. Just one. There'll be other moves all over the country and all over the world. But we want to show up because we, if we choose him, when we choose him, he chooses to use us. Your obedience is proof and expression of your love for him. How do you know this? Well, John 15, 10 says, if you, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. And, you know, keep your heart pure and walk in genuine love toward God and others. That's important. It's not about you. It's not about your name. It's not about your ministry. It's not about building a kingdom. It's about building the kingdom. It's not about having your name in lights. It's not about having your name on a flyer. You don't have to be with the coolest group in the Christian world. It doesn't matter. It, rejection is God's protection. If he's kept you hidden, he's about to bring you out into where he wants you to be. A lot of you have been kept hidden for this time. You know what? If you would have raised you up prematurely, things would have happened differently. It wouldn't have worked out. 
God knows the right timing. He's brought you through a system of checks and balances. He's brought you through just like uh, King David had to fight his lion and his bear. You've walked through things in your life and nothing that you've walked through will be wasted. God taught you something in it. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in me. Keep your heart pure and walk in the, uh, you know, the genuine love toward God and others. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.5 in the Amplified, it says, Whereas the object and the purpose of our instruction and, cha- and charge is love, which springs from what? A pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. Sincere. Sincere faith. Not, 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 you don't have like a, you know, a mixed bag of like part of this is for me and part of it's for God. No, it's all for God. It's laying down oneself and picking up the cross. It, it's, it's following me that Christ said to do. Follow me. Hallelujah. Obey my commandments. Follow me. Glorify God by bearing good fruit. Glorify God by bearing good fruit. Hallelujah, Jesus, our charge is love, which springs from a pure heart and a good, clear, clean conscience, clear conscience and sincere faith. Uh, John 15, 8 in the Amplified says this. John 15, 8 in the Amplified, it says, when you bear, produce, much fruit, my father is honored and glorified and you shall, I'm sorry, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of, of mine. When you bear good fruit, how are we known? We're known by our fruit. What's the fruit of the spirit? Kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, love. All the, all the things that the Lord talks about in the, in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that God wants us to exude as believers. When you see someone who's not exuding that, in fact, they're walking in the anti-fruit. Uh, I call it the anti-fruit. Sinful nature. Yet they're claiming Christ. They are a liar because they don't exude. We know them by their fruit. A repentant heart is a changed heart. And so you can recognize godly desires because they always produce good fruit. You can recognize godly desires because they always, not sometimes, always produce good fruit. In Proverbs 11.23, it says this. Proverbs 11.23, it says, the desire of the righteous is only good. Some of these people got bad desires. Follow your desire, but not if it's bad. If your desire is bad, you're not in line with the Holy Spirit. So let's just recap on this. Follow, follow the desire. God is the one who places the godly desires in your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you desires and the secret petitions of your heart. As you obey the known will of God, as revealed in his word, you will reveal and lead into the unknown will, your specific calling. That's why you've been confused. As you obey the known will of God, which is revealed in his word, he will reveal and lead you into the unknown will, your specific calling. Delight yourself in him, abide in him, in his word and his love, obey his commandments, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you live in me, he says, abide in me, united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Your obedience is the proof and the expression of your love for him. If you love him, you keep his commandments and you will abide in his love. Keep your heart pure and walk in the love of God and others. In 1 Timothy 1.5, it says, whereas the object and purpose for our instruction and charge is love, which springs from a pure heart and a good, clear conscience and sincere faith. Glorify God by bearing good fruit. 
When you bear much fruit, my father is honored and glorified and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers. You're known by your fruit. You can recognize godly desires because they always produce good fruit and the desire of the righteous is only good. Man, that's, that's a lesson right there. If you got that right now, you're going you're gonna to explode with just a river of living water underneath you pouring out of you. It's the desire of God. This is your purpose. So a little recap here, and then we're going to go into the final segment, which uh, the next segment is going to be how to find out what God has called you to do. So I think I'm going to leave that for the next segment. We got a 10-minute, 50-segment coming up, 10-minute, 50-second segment. And this is going to be how we, uh, we get into how to find what God has for you specifically. So let's just do a recap here before we go to commercial break. The Almighty calls and chooses. Many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called. God invites everybody to receive his free gift of salvation through Christ Jesus, but not all choose to respond. Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. He loved us first. He chose us first. Heroin, uh, heroin, excuse me, is his love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the uh, propitiation for our sins. When we choose him, he chooses us. We choose Jesus by being submitted and obedient to his word. This is good. I don't know if you're getting something out of this. I sure hope you are. This is good stuff. This is, this is sound doctrine. This is what sets you up for success, Saint. It's very important we walk in this. Listen, you can go to my website, pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. And uh, you can find my book on there, by the way. It's, it's, you can go to pastortodbook.com pastortodbook.com and you will get an autographed copy of my new book come out from among them pastortodbook.com I'll be right back Lord I thank you for sunshine thank you for rain all right welcome back to the Todd Coconato show thank you for pain hey listen God is moving on today's broadcast and he's moving in your lives he's moving in my life He's not done moving. He's not done moving in America. He's not done moving in our church. God is moving. And we are finding our individual purpose. Finding our individual purpose. So this is the big one now. We got about 10 minutes here. How to find out what God has called you to do. How to find out what God has called you to do. Your desire is that feeling within that is intense. It's deep. It's a yearning. Your soul is crying out. It stirs you. It's a fire, a passion, and it's got to come from a pure heart. If you truly have said yes to the Lord, if you've chose him, remember, he chooses us. He chooses to use us. When we choose him, he chooses to use us. Your desire is the feeling within that is so intense, that is so deep. It's a yearning. Your soul is crying out. It's stirring you. It's a fire, it's a passion coming out of a pure heart. Pure heart for God, pure desire for God. Very important, pure heart for God and pure desire for God. In 1 Timothy 3, 1 in the Amplified, it says, the saying is true and irrefutable. If any man eagerly seeks the office of bishop, superintendent, overseer, he desires an excellent task, work. If you don't work, you don't eat. God wants us to work. Faith without works is dead. It is good to have a desire for ministry, but you must be prepared to pay the price and meet the requirements of the position. I'm going to say that again. 
It's good to have a desire for ministry, but you must be prepared to pay the price and meet the requirements of the position. A minister is, by definition, a servant or a waiter, one who executes the commands of another. In this case, it's God. A minister is, by definition, a servant or a waiter, one who executes the commands of another. In this case, it's God. Laying down your own desires to follow him. In Mark 9, 35, in the King James, Mark 9, 35, it says this, And he sat down and called the twelve and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all, and a servant of all. I'm going to say it again. And he sat down and called the twelve. These are the apostles, the disciples. He called them. And he said unto them, if any man desires to be first, the same shall be last of all and a servant of all. Yield to him and do everything in his ability, not your own. Like, like if you just get these today, you're going to be a completely new man or new woman. If you really use these, these nuggets, these are Holy Spirit inspired because they're directly from the word of God. Yield to him and do everything in his ability, not your own. We're going to get that building, but guess what? If I try to get it in my ability, it's not going to happen, or I'm going to get myself in a tremendous amount of trouble and debt. But if God brings the building, we're going to have no debt, and we're going to literally just occupy. See the difference? 1 Peter 4.11, the New King James says this, 1 Peter 4.11, it says, if anybody speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Stir up the gift of God, the gracious inner fire. Stir it up. 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. It says this. It says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The enemy is attacking minds. He's attacking minds right now. He wants you distracted. He wants you discouraged. He wants you depressed. He wants you confused. He wants you running to and fro. He wants you tossed by every wind of doctrine. But when you get into the word of God, if you apply what we've talked about today, your calling is to do his good pleasure and to bring him glory. Your calling is to do his good pleasure and to bring him glory. That's 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 through 12. Now listen, here's the last part of today's teaching. And this teaching is called Finding My Individual Purpose. Very important. I hope that you really grasp what God is saying today. There's a lot of good nuggets here. But this is, this is the summation right now. Find your passion. Find your passion. Write the vision, write the vision down. Is it for an appointed time? It's going to come. It's going to come to pass. How do I know? Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. Write down the vision. It's for an appointed time and it will come to pass. Yes, it will. Out of it will come the plan of God. Speak it out. Set your course through faith and and patience. I'm going to add prayer to that. Speak it out because when you speak something out, something shifts. It's life and death are in the power of the tongue. Something is birthed. You speak it out and you set your course through faith and patience and prayer. 
and you stay focused and you don't allow anything to distract you from your assigned and chosen course. You stay focused and you don't allow anything to distract you from your assigned and chosen course. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Stay focused and don't allow anyone, anything to distract you from your assigned and chosen course. This is between you and God. No one can take the mantle of anointing from you, but God or you. Not a a third party. There's no third party that's going to be able to take the anointing from you. It's only you and God. Stay focused. Don't allow anything to distract you from your assigned and chosen course. All right, we're going to recap just a few points here, and we're going to close. Almighty God calls and chooses. For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called. God invites everybody to receive this free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Everyone chooses him. Everyone who chooses him is called. Everyone who chooses him is called. We believers are each called to be ministers of reconciliation. Some, those, God, those who God chooses are called into full-time ministry. Some, not all. Uh, it is God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. God calls us according to his purpose. How do you get to know what your calling is in life? You need to follow his leadings, which is the desire that he places in your heart. It's a godly desire. God is the one who places the godly desire in our heart. As you obey the known will of God, as revealed in his word, he will reveal and lead you into the unknown and specific will and calling. Delight yourself in him. Abide in him, in his word, in his love. Obey his commandments. He'll, ne- he'll give you the desires of your heart. He will. If you live in me, which is abiding, uh, vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Your obedience is the proof of the expression of your love for him. If you keep my commandments, he says, you will abide in my love. Keep your heart pure and walk in genuine love towards God and others. Glorify God by bearing good fruit. You can recognize godly desires because they always produce good fruit. Your desire is that feeling within the intense, deep yearning. It's, it's your soul crying out. It's stirring you. It's a fire. It's a passion. It's coming out of a pure heart. Pure heart for God, pure desire from God. It is good to have a desire for ministry, but you must be prepared to pay the price and meet the requirements of a position. A minister is by definition a servant or a waiter, one who executes the commands of another, in this case, God. You lay down your own desires to follow his. You yield to him and do everything in his ability, not your own. Stir up the gifts of God. It's the gracious inner fire. Stir up the gift of God. It's the gracious inner fire. Your calling is to do good pleasure and to bring him glory. Write out the vision. It's for an appointed time, and it will come to pass if it's from God. It will. Out of it will come the plan of God. Speak it out. Set your course through faith and patience and prayer. Stay focused and don't allow anything to distract you from your assigned and chosen course. Friends, this is what I call good preaching. And I'm not, I'm not saying because I'm preaching. I'm saying because this is from the Lord. This is from his word. This will set you up for success. I have people time after time, day after day say, Pastor, I don't know what I'm called to do. Well, listen, if you play this over and over again, you will figure it out. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He is moving on your behalf. He's not done. He's not done working on the earth. He says, occupy until he comes. He says, he's with you until the end of the age. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. 
So let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today's broadcast. I thank you that, Lord, you will let this get to the people that it needs to get to, those who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, those that are called by your name, those that will say yes and show up, those that will choose you so you can choose to use them. We just thank you for what you're going to do. I pray that you light a fire underneath each and every person listening to this broadcast. I pray they'd be renewed. They'd be strengthened in their faith. They'd be recharged. They'd be ready to go out there and take a stand for the kingdom of God. And we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. You are a good, good father. And we thank you for moving on today's broadcast with your anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. PastorToddBook.com, PastorToddBook.com, my brand new book, Come Out From Among Them. Get it? We're going to go through it on this broadcast. We love you and we bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast, friends. I hope that you got something powerful from this. If you feel these teachings are helpful, please pray about becoming a monthly partner. We need partners uh, to expand the territory and even to just continue to do what we're doing. I believe a lot of people are being impacted because we're getting letters from all over the country and all over the world. And so we just thank you to those that believe in us and we just want to be obedient to God. So thank you for tuning in. We love you. You can go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org or toddcoconado.com slash give. God bless you.